He's the amazing Dr. Gray. He's Mr. Organized. He can organize your life, too. And if rash develops, discontinue use. Greed is good. Greed is right. Greed works. You are listening to the world-famous Strictly Business Show with me, Dr. J, the sexiest business show in the world with the business knowledge you really need to succeed that was cheesy i don't know why i added that i don't know i'm not always on point mike g okay dr j is bringing the heat my list of the four ways a boss can tell an employee you're pissing me off without saying the words you're pissing me off Now, last week we did four ways to tell your boss you're pissing me off, and I'm not going to go over the list. You can go to my website and listen to the show again. And let me all give you a programming note. Now, if you ever want to listen to an entire show, the Strictly Business Show, you can go to my website, strictlydrj.com. It will be there. But if you want to listen to the specialized segments when we give the four ways of this and that, just go to wherever you listen to a podcast, Spotify, uh, iHeart, we're on iHeart Radio, uh, Apple, po- Apple, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, all those places you can go on Anchor and listen to just the segment. Because on those streaming platforms, I just put the segment on there. But if you want to listen to the whole show and my G's foolishness, go to strictlydrj.com. There you go, let you know that. Now, the four ways for managers, this was my popular demand. People say, well, what about managers telling employees they're pissing them off? Okay. Well, well, I don't have four ways. I'm going to call it audible here. I got three ways. Got three ways to get you. Now, like last week, there's a rule. Last week, there was three rules before the four ways, but now I have one rule for the three ways. The first rule is managers, leaders, never tell an employee they're pissing you off in front of people. Just like last week, they're human and they're capable of grabbing you around your throat if you put them on blast, especially employees who are already working in an inferior position to management, may not have the same education and even less restraint, (laughs) okay? And you're not paying them enough money to take your foolishness. So like last week, don't do it in front of people. Now, the three ways, starting number one, managers, bosses, take notes here. Ask them to come to your office, but don't close the door. You want to make this as formal yet as informal as possible. And this shouldn't take long anyway. And you tell them, because, you know, you keep the door open. It's not because when you start closing doors, people start saying, what are they talking about? And some you may feel emboldened to say things you wouldn't normally say. So you want to stay professional and be a freaking leader. All right. So the first thing you want to say is. What you're doing is not working for me. Now, watch your tone when you say that. Don't be like, what you're doing is not working for me. Mike G, how dare you? Just what you're doing is not quite working for me. You know, you can put a little spin to it. Yeah, you know, this is not working for me. This is for the employee you know doesn't have a future with the organization. All right. You know, this is a fly by night person. It's a temporary thing. They could go any moment. You could fire them any moment. But in the meantime, what you're doing is not quite working for me. And they're going to be like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? And then. 
take some time with them, go into detail, but just keep it, just keep it clean, man. No blue humor, as they say, right? Just keep it clean. What you do is not working for me. And don't give them more than two excuses why. You don't want to go down this whole path of things. The door is open. And just repeat yourself. It's, what you're doing is just not working for me. And let's just leave it at that. Let's do better. Ron Howard is big like that. And the director, Ron Howard, Opie, Richie Cunningham, they said he always goes to an actor and says, eh, we could do a little better. <laughs> right? And of course, he's an awesome director. You'll listen to him. Okay, so what you're doing is not quite working for me, buddy. All right. Number two, you're still in the office. The door is open. You can ask them to sit down or not. But like I said, it shouldn't take long. Number two is what you're doing is not meeting the expectations of the role you're in. There's another good way of saying it, right? This is for the employee that may have potential, but you're still on the fence with them. Okay? You haven't seen them enough. You don't know where they stand. You don't know if they're really that serious. Maybe they're being in, uh, affected by other employees, bad influence, you know. See them hanging around the wrong employees. That Maybe they're hanging around that first person, you know, and that's not going to be there for a while, Right? So this is the employee that may have potential, but you're still on the fence. What you're doing is not meeting the expectations of the role. So this is not personal. It's just that we have an expectation of what you're doing. You should fulfill this. And if you, we just need you to stay focused on what you're doing. You'll find a lot of time with employees, instead of personally attacking them or saying they're doing something wrong, just focus on the role and remind them. And sometimes you got to break it out. This is your job. Yeah, you have to explain to them what their duties are. It's almost yes. like a re, like a review of the initial interview. Absolutely. It's like this is what we expect, and this is the time frame when we need to expect it, and this is what needs to happen. And some, are you are you capable of, of proceeding and doing this, Mike G? Beautiful. Absolutely. Are you capable of doing this? And sometimes you can't just explain their role, what they're supposed to be doing. You got to remind them of what's not their job. This is not your job to question me, <laughs> right? This is not your job to uh, do somebody else's work or even defend this other person. There's all kind of ways you can step out of your role, right? Like the rock say, know your role. <laughs> you got to know your role. So this is a good way of approaching that person that may have potential. And everybody has potential. You hired them. They probably have potential. Yeah. Okay, so the number two is what you're doing is you're not meeting the expectations of the role. Number three, managers and bosses and leaders can say to employees to let them know they're pissing them off without saying you're pissing me off. What you are doing is not going to help you develop or reach your full potential. This is for the employee who you actually believe in. You have plans for and believe in this person that they could be around a long time. They can add value to the organization. Monday through Friday, nobody's hitting all four or six cylinders Monday through Friday. Even the best employee is going to fall off maybe Wednesday or have a bad afternoon or something like that. So, or just have a bad week. You know, they're just going to say, hey, you know, you're not – you're not reaching that. You're not going to develop this way. You're not going to reach your full potential by acting like this. And maybe this person that you see so much in will check themselves and say, wow, I thought things was cool. I thought I was. Thank you for putting me back on point. 
And and actually, you could actually use this excuse for all three levels. You could probably tell the person that you don't expect to be there this, and maybe you could amp them up a little bit like, wow, I didn't think you really thought of me that way. And you'll be surprised. Managers, words matter. We've seen that. And you could take an employee who had no idea they had a future there, didn't want a future there. And if you use the right words and amp them up, they can say, wow, and even maybe if, I do. Yeah, and even if like you don't necessarily think that they have a future there, if you make them believe that. Make that them can, believe, Yeah, baby. make them believe, baby. Make <laughs> them believe. That's right. Make them believe. Sometimes, and we forget about that. Sometimes it's all about just making them believe. I mean, we do it in relationships all the time. We make the guy or girl in our life believe that you can make love to them like nobody else. Did you ever try that, Mike G? Did you ever say, I'll be the best lover in the world you'll ever have? I didn't say it. I did it. <laughs> you know, I, um, I actually told a girl that. And I ended up putting so much pressure on myself. At the end of the day, I said, why did I do this? When she finally said yes, I got nervous. No performance anxiety? I got a little performance anxiety, but then, uh, you know, about 10 minutes into it, I, you know... It all went away. Okay, let's move it on. Stepped up. Moving on. (laughs) Dr. J stepped up and rose to the occasion. (laughs) All right. No pun intended. So, yes, those are the three ways that bosses can tell their employees. Number one, say what you are doing is not working for me. That's for the employee that may not have a future. Number two, what you're doing is not meeting the expectations of the role you're in. That's for the employee that has potential, but you're on the fence with. And finally, what you are doing is not going to help you develop and reach your full potential. I personally think that's the best one across the board. You may just want to go for that one. Yeah, I think number three is applicable against, you know, for all three different scenarios. It's just dependent on, you know, the long term. But this is, you know, all three those those different you know exercises you just listed, Doctor J, are all, all require a little bit of, of you know premeditation and pre thought. What about for the employee that just does something on the spot, like in the radio or in you know in TV and film, which we've both worked? When someone makes a mistake, they sometimes need, need to be corrected in the moment. How do you do that? Well, it depends. It depends on how severe what they did it needs to be corrected. Sometimes I personally believe you let it ride until afterwards. Yeah. Okay. I mean. Don't let the house burn down. Stop it from happening right there. If you have to pull them out of the roll and put somebody else down in there. And radio, you do it all the time, right? Get the hell out the seat and we'll put somebody down and that works. But ultimately, if it's not if it's not that severe, and there's a theory behind that, cognitive, oh my God. There's an organizational behavior theory about that that talks about when jobs are highly stressed, you want a leader that has experience. And when jobs are not highly stressed, you want a leader with more education and charisma. Cognitive resource theory. I want to say that's it. I'll have to look that up. But uh, and also the thing about number three is that you have to have the personality and the manager for it. Or it sounds it sounds fake. So. Choose a way that fits your personality manager or it'll come off ingenuine. It's what that number three works way better in a small business than it does in a corporate environment. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right. Coming up in our final segment, in case you missed it, you are listening to the Strictly Business Show with me, Dr. J, the sexiest business show in the world with the business knowledge you really need. We'll be right back on the CRN Digital Talk Radio Network. 